Coming to you from the weirdest city in the world, Austin, Texas. This is the Sports Buzz. With your host, Spencer Spillman. God damn it, man. I swear you guys whip on me 13 or 14 more times. I'm out of here. And his co-host, Zach Chandonet. What? Did we just become best friends? Yep. And of course, the extremely unqualified producer, Ballot. I have no idea what I'm doing, but I know I'm doing it really, really well. Time to sit back, crack open a cold one, and enjoy the ride. Here's your host. Oh, I almost forgot. Our favorite expert, Chad Goodall. Oh, you're right. And when you're right, you're right. And you, you're always right. Let's get this thing started. Cheers. Hey there, hi there, ho there, everybody. You're listening to the Sports Buzz. The podcast where we talk sports and get our buzz on. As always, that buzz is brought to you by the beautiful, the delicious, Strange Land Brewery. Oh! Beer for every occasion. Beer for any occasion. And a beer for all occasions. Hey, look at that. We got it right. Cheers, gentlemen. Cheers, boys. Cheers, indeed. Um, So, I forgot how to host the show. Let me be pretty frank up front with you guys. Easy. But, uh... I know we're sponsored by Strangeland Brewery. They're sure. they're at Strangeland Brew on Twitter. We're at SportsBuzzTX on Twitter, uh, and our other wonderful sponsors, Mountain Breeze Campground, keeping us cool in the summer months with the Guadalupe River. Um, and you can find them at www.mountainbreezecamp.com. I hope that's right. I think that's I think that's right. I think it's absolutely right. If, if you got that far, you could get there. They got a telephone number on there. You just call that number, and then you press zero. Press zero. As quick as you can. And ask for Dale. Quick as possible. Ask for Dale, always. Always ask for Dale. But I'm your host, Coach, for tonight. Ballad, you're pushing buttons. Hi. Working that Hank puppet with your hands. And my buddy, Chad. Hey. What's going on? What's going on, buddy? It's good to have you back, finally. Dude, this is this is a strange land indeed. I, I almost forgot how we did this podcast at all. Did, was it weird driving on the right side of the road? No, because that was the same side that we always Really? Were. Like, over over in uh, over in Spain, they didn't drive on the opposite side of the no, road? No, there's very few countries that do that. Oh, man! It's, it's, that's my, that would be my favorite part, we, driving on the opposite side of the road. We drive normal pretty much everywhere. Oh. So it wasn't that bad, but okay. we, we were did on a you, coach bus, so we were see, like twelve feet high. It was pretty cool. Did you see road signs in kilometers? Yeah. Okay. Yes. So normal compared to what we do here. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Okay. But it's cool because it's like a hundred. Like there, it doesn't say kph. Like it's just hundred, hundred twenty, and I'm like, all right, like fifty-five miles an hour. Here we go. A <laughs> hundred and thirteen. Yeah. Exactly, Hank. Um, so, hey, this is the pro show, right? Uh, and we got this thing, I think I started, uh, Strangeland Update. Strangeland Update. What are we drinking on, Balan? We are drinking brand new beer, the Peach Berlin Weiss, which I'm sure I'm in pronouncing correctly, but brand new beer. I have not tried it yet. Gentlemen, I know neither of you have either. Let's let's take a, a first impression together. Let's, let's do it. Let's do it. Mm. Mm. Wow. It's bold. That's good. It's got some good flavor. Uh, first impression, it's light, a uh, hint of peach, and it's the first beer I've had in like five days, so it tastes delicious. It's got a nice little twang to it. This beer is dangerous. Yeah, it is good. This uh, this beer is super dangerous. If you take this on the river, pound these suckers back like it's nothing. Everything that's in the graffiti cans has been... One Bob. of those delicious things, but you're like, whoa, whoa! I don't think I can go out with you just yet. Like, whoa, we got to take this one day at a time. Yeah. Um, if Woo! if you like what that sounds like, you can go find them at H E B. You know, Whole what? Foods, bottle shops, liquor stores all around the state of Texas. That's right. They are selling Strangeland in the great state, not just here in the Austin area. So go find it. Like Coach said, give them a follow 
at Strangeland Brew. And be on the lookout because they're releasing new beers every month. But go try this new peach one. It is delicious. I will say, you can taste the peach, but it's not, like, too strong. You know what I mean? Like, it's not too, too sweet. Oh, man, it's delicious. I like it a lot. When Adam first told me about this beer, my first thought was, Adam, okay, you're getting a little uh, little ahead of yourself here. Right. But this is great. This is really, really good. Yeah. I mean, you just get the hint of peach, and uh, the rest of it is fantastic. So is the peach, so. It's a delicious beer, as is every beer by Strangeland. I almost forgot our host, Domingo the Flamingo, in studio. Uh, But, of course, Dale's missing. You know, we rescheduled. Everybody said they were going to be here, and then Dale decided he wasn't going to be here. Yeah, let's go ahead and get into some show business. Um, Obviously, we did not record a show on Tuesday. That's true. Uh, Life got in the way. Uh, Lots of different reasons, I think, that we couldn't make it. America got in the way. That's uh, that's the number one thing, is America (laughs) got in the way big time. Uh, but we're recording now on the 5th, the day after July 4th. Uh, the, the three amigos are here. Uh, but Dale, uh, nowhere to be seen. Nowhere to be seen. He's probably uh, shooting off some whistling bungholes um, just to celebrate the 4th of July. And that is a Joe Dirt reference. If you don't get it, then uh, you live under a rock. Sure. Some hoozy doozits, you know. Those, those are my favorite. Um, whiskey doos, whiskey doos. You know what? I, I think- without the scooter stick. <laughs> I think Dale's more of a snakes and sparklers kind of guy. He is definitely a snakes and sparklers because his tracking is no longer needed. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyways, off the Joe Dirt references. Do you guys have a favorite firework? Like, is there like one that if you see go off, like if you go watch fireworks, there's like always that one that you get excited for to see. I don't have a favorite, but I do have a least favorite. Oh, I, give me the least favorite. I can't stand the one that goes up. And it's it's almost like it's uh it's like sparkling the whole time, and then it doesn't explode at the end. It just like goes uh, up, yeah. and it whistles, right? It, it whistles. It's almost like yeah. a reverse Bottle rocket. It's a reverse waterfall. Um, I want it to go up and explode, and right. then that's that's what I'm looking for. And I, I can't stand it when it, it goes up and then it like blew its load way early, it, like drizzles oh, yeah. all the way up to the sky, and then just kind of flanks out. Oh yeah. Um, so I, I was actually talking to, to Emily about this the other day because me and my dad used to be super into fireworks. Nice. Uh, and we went to buy them to plan for the whole day and there was a sequence to it and there was order. I mean, got it. it's got, there's gotta be an order. There's always law oh, and yeah. order. Okay. Oh yeah. Um, it's like superstitions my, my, with fireworks. Exactly. My favorite daytime firework was always the parachuters. Oh yeah. The, those are good. The ones that launch and then you chase them down and catch it. Oh yes. Uh, have a pretty bad record at that L- low percentage. But uh, my favorite firework probably is black cats. But it's got to be a black cat string four digits or more. Anything yeah, less is not going to be real life. It doesn't get the full effect. Yeah. I get it. You want that thing to go off. Were, you, were you all dumb enough as kids to play uh, blackjack chicken or black cat chicken? Uh, No. So this is a game we used to play. Uh, I want to say like middle school. Uh, we'd get our hands on some black cats. And then what we would do is we'd all hold one, light it at the same time, and see who could hold it the longest. And that game only ended not well like four or five times. That was that was a bad one. Uh, but four or five times. Were there any repeaters though? Like who got popped off multiple times? I actually grew up with JPP. I don't know if you know that or not. Okay. Um, no, there's uh, my friend Dale. Uh, for some reason, <laughs> Dale Kim. Different, different. See <laughs> Dale. Actually, now that I say it out loud, um, he he owned a bunch of. He always had the black cat for some reason. Like okay. he was he was the the procurer of these fireworks. So Ooh, got it. Uh, he was the one that had the fake back in the day, right? Uh, <laughs> he probably should have, but he uh. He, he never got better at it, though. It's, it's like he could practice on his own and still never got any good at it. What about you, Chad? That's fantastic. So um, I have a couple favorites. The the ones that go up and explode, I love the waterfalls. Like when you go and watch fireworks, the waterfalls are definitely one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Um, the other one growing up was the little cow that when you lit it, it, yes. it pooped out. Little uh, <laughs> whatever you call them, like the little sh- the little whatever they call Basically it. Basically like Roman candles, like little... Yeah. Yeah, so the cow takes a shit pretty much whenever you light it. It's hilarious. That's great. Um, and then my 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 third favorite would be the M80s, and I would put them in ant beds like as a kid. <laughs> yeah, put them Classic. in ant beds. I uh, made a mistake one time putting it in the toilet because it's got the green um, waterproof yeah. wick mm-hmm. and it's broke the toilet in half. <laughs> so uh, 
Lesson learned. <laughs> Lesson uh, learned. Pretty quickly, too. Uh, Roman candle fights. Those are yes. always, oh, always Always. That's a given. Yeah. Uh, the first time I, me and my friends did that, my friend was holding it the wrong way. Ah, like, <laughs> that is fantastic. That's, uh, that was unfortunate for him. Oh, my goodness. Oh, yeah. Everyone's got to learn that lesson, though, because it, it just shoots right at you. That's right. And even some of them backfire sometimes, so you have to hold them away from you either way. So yeah. It's a lesson you have to learn as a child. Nice. Nice. Um, hey. Coach, how are you feeling? Are you off of the I, uh, the pup list here? I, I feel better. I told you guys I was day-to-day. Uh, I'm good to go today. So nice. this was the first day I actually felt good enough to do anything and not sound completely like an idiot. Uh, it was also my first day back at work, so hmm. lucky, lucky me, I guess. Must be nice. I mean, going to Spain, taking a couple of days off extra after you get back because you're feeling ill. Oh. Um, it could have been the big announcement that you have for our entire podcast on why you got sick. I mean, it'd make me sick too, knowing that I'd have to, you know, go through this process and be stressed out for an entire year. But uh, why don't you enlighten the listeners? I was thinking that, you know, once you put a ball and chain on, that that probably does upset your stomach just a little bit. Just so a little. It's probably just a little uneasy feeling. Well, hey, just for the beginning, though. It's not a tummy issue this time. I know I'm notorious for tummy issues, but <laughs> it's the sinuses. As you can hear me, it's going to be a Squidward episode today. Solid. Um, but yeah. The funny got- thing was it, it rained on July 4th, so I was thinking that maybe Coach is just like ahead of it. Like, man, it's probably going to rain in the next 72 hours. I better just cancel coming to the podcast. Makes sense. You know, I should have. I sh- didn't bring you gifts either. I should have just left it all at home. <laughs> uh, no, I made it out. Uh, I'm freshly engaged Woo! as of going to another country. So that was cool. Uh, it was a good experience. Um, I also recommend going to Spain. It was a blast. Spent too much time there, though. Yeah. Bus, buses, like, every day. It's just too, up early, out late, because they are out late. But, hey, it was fun. Nice. We definitely got to get into some, to some stories on that, because I definitely have a lot of questions for it. We'll get caught up a little later. For sure. But, uh, but spe- hey. Speaking of that. We also got a show bet. Ooh. Show I forgot about show bet. What's a show, show bet, baby? Uh, real quick, we had a show bet for our Tuesday night show, which I got a got a ticket in for before mm. we canceled. So <laughs> nice. Just a quick recap: the over did hit, Woo! and the Rangers did not win. So uh, we had a push there, basically. Who bet on the Rangers? I did money. Lo- I can't deny a home dog. I got it. A home dog. Yeah, you yeah. sent it in emojis. That was official. Oh, you put God. a home dog in front of me. You know, I'm going to have to bet it. So, uh, took a home dog that did not wolf. Uh, tonight, we have the under in the White Sox-Astros game. We have it at seven and a half. We're at the top of the third, and there are zero runs scored. So, so we're looking terrible right now? We're looking fine. We have the under. I know. We're looking terrible. Well, yeah, no, yeah, real bad. Real bad. Be real, real bad. Be a real shame if you guys kept this up and kept batting shitty, you assholes. Um, we need a pitcher's duel. Yeah, pitcher's. Let's see it. Come on. Show your stuff. I got to fix that ERA over there. Um, <coughs> so that's, uh, our, that's our show bet. Nice. So we got the show bet going. We took Tuesday off. Come back, and I found out Ballad is just changing everything about his body. Changing. Like, he is just. Are you going to grow? That's that's All right. hopeful. Side note, side note here. Um, a couple of weeks ago, I got hounded for not bringing the podcast Sonic. If I ever stopped, so today I thought it'd be nice. Stop by Sonic, got everyone a nice tasty beverage, yeah. and uh, find Our out favorite beverages. It is delicious. Yeah. And I found out Ballad can't even drink it now. Yeah. So I am. Uh, you know, you asked me if I'm if I'm going to be growing. I'm trying not to grow. Uh, with anymore, I'm trying to trying to stop this. So I made the move on Monday that I'm going keto. I'm trying it out. I'm gonna try the ketosis thing, uh, which I won't bore you with. But I get to eat a lot of meat, and I can't eat rice anymore. Which is what I know. Hold on, hold oh, on, hold the hard. phone. Guess hold you can't phone. go to Spain. Yeah, hold the phone. Can I have your rice maker then? No, <laughs> I'm not marrying keto. I'm just trying it. I'm trying it for the for the time being. Want to get in a little better shape before I I uh, leave you guys for a couple of weeks. Oh, that makes sense. At the end of August, so that sounds like the least American thing I think you've ever done. Yeah, I know it was. Well, I did cook a steak on July Fourth, which is American as it gets. That's true. Um, but one of the things on keto is that you are not supposed to drink beer. Uh, which is really going to put a damper on how much I enjoy doing this podcast because <laughs> this is one of the only things that I enjoy, especially when we can't win a show bet in like four weeks. So 
Um, you did one. You did one show sober, and I think it was the worst thing you've ever done in your life. So I don't know how you're gonna get by anymore. That was a different. That was a different reason <laughs> for being sober, which um, which I never want to experience again. But that's true. This one, um, from what I hear, sober is sober. I don't. I don't know if there is a difference. I mean, if if we're referring back to that show, I was barely getting sober for that show. <laughs> that's true. This one. I've, this is day four of keto. Uh, feeling great. Feeling fantastic. Um, wish I got to drink that cherry limeade, but um, yeah, it's going to be interesting. It's okay. I'll enjoy it for you. You sound too sober right now. Uh, I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm high on meat. Been eating a lot of meat lately. Um, I will say it's not a bad thing to do, though. I yeah. mean, I'd rather just eat the meat on everything, too. I Forget That's the right. veggies. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I can they eat, just ruin stuff. I can eat some veggies, but not all veggies. It's the strangest thing. The hardest thing for me, if I was you, would be the rice. The rice, noodles, can eat pho, ramen. And then I'm not supposed to drink beer, so I'm um, gonna have to figure out if I'm gonna just find a new drink for this show. If I can get a different sponsor, if I get like a whiskey sponsor, that's okay. Or apparently. like a Tito's sponsor. No free plugs. No free no plugs. Free plugs. Um, <laughs> they are awesome based, so just saying. If we have any distilleries out there who want to make sure I stay not sober during this? That would be fantastic. Can you drink ginger ale? I don't know. I have, have to Google it. Ooh, because I would do bourbon and ginger ale all day long. I can do bourbon and water, soda water, and many of other things. So I'll have to check if that's ah. on the list. Um, but no one likes to hear people talk about their diets. But I will sure. ask you one more question. What is the over-under for how long I stay on this keto? I'm on day four right now. And feeling good, I'll, I'll add. I would put the over-under. Because you're not Here, doing the full keto to where you're not... Uh, doing like the times that you eat. I'm not doing the intermittent fasting. Yeah, the I'm, intermittent not, fasting. I'm not, I'm See, not psycho. Okay? If, you're not, just, if you were doing intermittent fasting, then it would have been different. Like I would have had the over under at like 10. Yeah. yeah. Here's, here's what we'll do. Uh, Chad, I'll, I'll let you set the line. Coach, you take the over under. Just set it by date. Let me see if I can pull up a calendar for you. Today's the 5th. So I would do... Oh, we got a weekend. When's the bachelor party that you're going to? It is the 3rd of August. Okay, so that's a month away. Um, I'm going to say yeah, I'm going to say 3 weeks, man. I would say 21 days. So because cuz 28 it takes to get like in a full rhythm, I think. Something like that. So So you think I fail right before that point? Yeah, I'll give you the full 4 weeks to the bachelor party. Yeah. I think I think you'll break down probably that week. So Chad, you got to pick a day here. I started on the second here, okay, and we're on the fifth. Got so it. Pick so a day. Second, and... Um, I'm gonna. And mind go... you, I'm gonna try I'll my go four weeks. So I'll go the thirtieth of July. Thirtieth of July, Coach. You want the over under on that? I'll go over. Over. Okay. Very good. It's a bet. Someone write that down. I like that. Uh, awesome. That was show business. Dale takes the under. Yeah, for sure. Um, let's get into NBA free agency. Oh my some, God. Uh, some, some scrubs moved around. I think there were a couple of players who moved. To, I think new coaches came up or something like that. I don't know. I wasn't paying yeah, attention. I don't even know where to start in free agency because of how upset I am at this entire process. Um, let's start, let's start with the biggest one. Let's bring back David Stearns. First of all, let's bring back the yeah. veto era. Let's let it, it's gonna have to stop happen. Stop with man. this nonsense. Golly, the biggest one, Rondo to the Lakers. Huge, huge move. That was the only one I was super excited about. Oh my god! <laughs> I said, look, look, Rondo. All Rondo needs is superstars around him because he is not the superstar. Now he's got LeBron James. Yeah, um, definitely LeBron James to the Lakers. Uh, I'm not surprised. I, I knew it was going to happen. I just didn't think that he would drop so quick in free agency. Um, I told you guys that his they were already checking out schools in the LA area. Um, there was a house there. And he, yeah. So it was, I'm it sorry, was a mansion. He's got a mansion there. But for him, it's probably just a house. Yeah. Yeah. So just record his Facebook videos out of That's <laughs> where he drops all of his rap out. The whole show. Uh, I am upset that he did it so fast because I was really looking forward to having this place be called the Decision Cave for as long as possible. Now he had to rename yeah. the whole studio. I know. I know. Just, God, man. It's a good it, thing we don't spend money on banners for names of the studio. That's very good. That's a good point. Uh, <laughs> but, but real talk, what are, your, yeah. what are your thoughts on LeBron to the Lakers? What does this do for the NBA basketball right now? So it puts the, I guess the best player in the world and one of the best markets in the world 
with one of the most famous G. I say famous GMs. One of the most iconic. Iconic. Yeah, it's a good word. Iconic GMs right now in the league. Um, and Magic Johnson. So. I think it does wonders for LeBron James's career, not just in basketball, but outside of basketball as well. Especially with him wanting to get into acting and a bunch of other different things. I think it does good for him. It puts his son in a school with Scottie Pippen's son, which um, you guys probably don't know that yet. But that's exactly where his son's going to end up, playing Breaking with Scottie news. Pippen's son. Uh, you heard it here. You heard it here first. So... Uh, that'll be pretty cool for his son. He signs a, a four-year contract. His son is entering high school this year. So it's for the longevity of while his son's in high school. Hmm. Um, I think that is iconic for the fact that he's going to let his son stay at one school while he's playing basketball. Um, he signed a, a four-year deal. A God, three LeBron's year... such a good father. I mean, that's just a great <laughs> father figure. <laughs> no, it, it's just it, it, it says wonders about how much trust he has in Magic Johnson um, and how much little faith he had in the Cleveland Cavaliers signing one and ones all the time. So he actually signed up, like I said, a four-year deal. They don't have to win right away. He's locked in. Same thing he kind of did with Pat Riley in the Heat. Dude, I think, th- I think the most distasteful thing that I've seen out of all this is Kevin Durant tweeting about it. Um, not specifically to LeBron or anything, but to the fans of LeBron James. And, I mean... I feel like KD is just like sour that like he just doesn't get the attention on himself. You know what I mean? Like he called all of his fans just bandwagoners and like, oh, now you're going to be Lakers fans. Like, bro, do you know how many Oklahoma City fans became blue and gold after you left? Like that's the way it is. And honestly, people are player fans more than they are team fans now. And I just think it's funny how, how much shade LeBron gets for being honestly one of the best persons in the world and is a damn good basketball player at the end of the day too. I think it's, it's going to be great for LA. Um, I mean, it instantly puts them in the playoffs. Let's be honest. Oh, hundred percent. That is, is what they needed to be. Like they could not do any more without being in the playoffs. Um, that but- team right there, if <clears throat> LeBron James had them last year in Cleveland and they're in the East, they would have done, they would at least beat the Warriors. Oh yeah. I mean, I, I think 100%. this is what Cleveland did, does. They The first time LeBron James took him to a finals, it was by himself. They put nothing around him, and when it came time for be a free agent, he said, see you later, I'm going to Miami, and they told him, they made promises they would put people around him, and they brought in Bosh, they had Dwayne Wade, and then they won championships. He went back to Cleveland to say, I'm giving you another chance, I want to win championships here. They had Kyrie. It worked for a while. They got a championship. They got what, two? One? We got one. One. And then it all fell apart again, and LeBron again was left with nothing, scrapping to get them to NBA Finals. And what happened when it came time again? He chose to do what's best for him, and I think it's great. The one thing I am super disappointed was I thought Boogie Cousins was going to go to the Lakers. He went to the Warriors. On a mid-level exception, which is bullshit. Like, whoever... This was planned, even though all the reports that come out, this is, this is hogwash, all right? And let me tell you why. Because Kevin Durant took a pay cut. Do you know how much his pay cut was? Not, not that big. $5.4 million. You know what Boogie Cousins signed for? Yeah. Uh, five point. million. $5.2 million. So this this was set up from the beginning. I don't care what anyone says or does. You don't take a pay cut as Kevin Durant to not – I mean, you knew that there was a possibility to get Boogie Cousins no matter what. Oh, yeah. I mean, this is exactly what was set up for. And you take a top six scorer when he's healthy, put him on the team that has the number one – or number – you know, one of the – two of the top six scorers in the league – now they have three of the top six. I mean, come on. Well, now you have a starting roster of all NBA players. Like, who else has four, that in the league? You have four all-stars. Yeah. Four all-stars. Five, all, five all-stars. Let me take that back. Five all-stars. You have Boogie Cousins now. You have Draymond Green. You have Klay Thompson. You have Steph Curry and Kevin Durant. KD. Five all-stars. In I mean, the it's, it's insane. I, I, it's not fun for anybody. Let me ask you this. If I had to say in a seven-game series, who would win, the Golden State Warriors or the Eastern Conference All-Stars? 
Remember, LeBron is yeah, no LeBron's longer gone, in the East. So. <laughs> you would have Giannis and Teddy Kumpo. You would have Damian fu- Lillard. You would have Kyrie Irving, Air, or, um, John Gordon Wall. Hayward, John Wall. Dude. Al Horford would be Al, your five. Al Horford. I'm just saying, man. I mean, it's bad. Yeah, it's it's and honestly, it's bad for basketball. I, I think it's, it's, it's just bad for the market. Um, and this is already when there's enough unrest with between players and referees and fans and owners. It's just chaos right now. I think this. I mean, this is about to turn into a California wildfire and get out of control. Yeah. Um, I just don't know how you control it. I mean, if a player is going to take a mid-level, I've said this for years. You got to do hard, hard caps. I mean, honestly, stop paying this luxury tax bullshit. I don't even think you should be able to do that. I think that you should seriously, I mean, because if LeBron James really wanted to, to win more championships, he would just go to a team and say, Hey, give me the veterans minimum. I mean, what's stopping him from doing that? Yeah. I mean, there's going to have to be a value placed on each player, and that's the amount of money that they could get or something. I don't know what they're going to do. But you know what this is going to do is in the years to come, we will no longer see the Eastern Conference and Western Conference. It is all going to be one, and they're going to do a 16-team playoff. There's no other way you can do it because all the best teams are in the East. Yeah. Or sorry, in the West. Like the top four of the top five are in the East, or in the West. And it almost looks like the players are in cahoots with Silver on this because that's what Silver wants. Yeah. I, you I know, know that's what he wants. Well, a, a 16 team bracket's way more fun to bet on than a conference conference brackets, huh? I mean, Adam Silver's way ahead of this, and I'm a big fan of it. Yeah, it's gonna. I'm. What it's gonna, it's gonna be interesting. I'll what tell you it, that. what it would do though is it would destroy mid market teams. Like San Antonio is is one of those teams that probably wouldn't get phased out because the fan base is so strong. But you look at teams like Milwaukee that only now really enjoy some success you look at teams like portland like just mid-market teams won't get by in look at the charlotte an nba like that yeah there's no way they have been so bad for so long and there's and they've bounced around of them getting better they've bounced around for years now i mean it's it's just it's to me it's bad for the league to have something like that because it would destroy some markets like and, and that's just business that's the business side of it that people don't want to get Hey, uh, well, you know, while we're talking about free agency and Golden State, did you hear the big news about Curry? Oh, uh, he had another baby. Curry to the Blazers. Yeah, right. The other bla- the other Curry. My boy Seth Curry yeah. out of Dallas, our only uh, bobblehead here. We're trying yeah. to put a bobblehead collection in this place. Seth Curry to the to the Blazers. So, uh, yeah, he set out all last year with an injury. Um, good for him to at least get a contract out of it. More than what Boogie Cousins get, by the way. I'm gonna rapid fire some of these free agents at you. Dwight, Ooh, hold uh, on, hold on, hold on. Let me let me talk about this real quick and let me see let me see your your reaction, Ballad. Um, you have Lance Stevenson, the LeBron Kryptonite, who pesters him all the time, joining him in L.A. Oh, I love that. What would happen if you had a rival that just annoyed the shit out of you every time you wrestled him? You were way better than him, but then he comes on your team. Oh uh, well, I'd I'd beat the shit out of him every day, and he wouldn't annoy me anymore. <laughs> It'd be as simple as that. It would be, uh, I would I would be the equivalent of dunking on him every day in practice. And actually, I didn't know that, but I can't wait to see how that all works out because yeah. they do not get along. They do not get along. Now they are both on the Lakers. Wow, I can't wait to see. You know, the NBA. You know, it's not good for competition because there's no parity in the league, but it is fantastic for drama. Oh, a hundred percent. It's like 100%. just a big soap opera. I love it. You're going to have LeBron James, Lonzo Ball, Lance Stevenson, Rajon Rondo, some Who's of the going? biggest personalities. And LeVar Ball. We forgot That's what I'm to saying. say the LeVar Ball That's is going to be there. That's what I'm saying, dude. This is going to be... Can they bring Swaggy sh- P back? Dude, they, they have to. Like bring At this point, P. they have to. But all right, rapid fire rapid some of fire. these names. Dwight Howard to the Wizards. Yeah, so he, uh, he got traded to Brooklyn and got a buyout from Brooklyn and... Joining the Wizards on a one-year contract. Interesting. It really only matters if he can get his head straight. I mean, that's really the only thing. Dude, that's he has gone him. from so many teams. It's ridiculous at this point. Yeah, he's like a like an orphan child that's just been bounced around in foster homes. It's true. Uh, Isaiah Broshi to the Magic. Yeah, I don't know much about him. I don't know who that is. I don't know anything about him. Um, 
You know what? That's the only really one I even recognize on here. Uh, oh, actually, Rajon Rondo to the Lakers. Everyone uh, excited say, about that? You can say some more names. I know a lot more than you do. Uh, Julius Randle. Yeah, he was yeah. Uh, dropped by the Lakers. They waived his rights, and he goes right on over to the Pelicans. <laughs> uh, Anthony Tolver to the Timberwolves. Yeah, that was interesting. I don't know what the Timberwolves are trying to do there. I don't know how long that contract is, though, so... I don't know. What, I think it was like a two-year deal. I don't ever like know what Tom Thibodeau is going to do, though. Like that's what I'm. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Uh, my boy JJ Redick uh, returning yeah. to the 76ers. Yeah, he signed a, what a, a one-year deal with the Sixers. He just came off his best career year. Yeah. So. But that's they huge. don't have a GM still, correct? Yeah, I mean, it doesn't matter. They're uh, locked and loaded. Speaking of people joining LeBron James, uh, Javale McGee going to be a Laker as well, which. I kind of like this because he's leaving Golden State. So maybe he could bring all their secrets over and tell LeBron, uh, you know, the secret sauce that they've got over there at Golden State. Oh, yeah. So so, so this is crazy, right? Do you know, okay, the Lakers coach, right? Luke Walton. Okay. Yep. He was in the draft, I think, like, two, he was two years, he was drafted two years after LeBron entered the draft. Something like that. And now he's coaching LeBron. But he comes from the Warriors organization and really understanding how Steve Kerr does business. So that's going to be real interesting to see how they scheme against the Warriors. Yeah, I think Luke Walton is more important than JaVale McGee because I don't think they let JaVale McGee in any meetings in that last year that he was at Golden State. They're just like, They JaVale. just treat him like grandpa. Like he could show up every week and dress out. But like, JaVale, you're just going to sit on the bench, okay? Dude, if, if JaVale McGee ever came into my locker room, I would immediately start playing Shaq to the Fool and just show him all the clips of him being ridiculous. That's what I would do. I think it'd be hilarious. All right, that was free agent rapid fire. I Let's, love that. Uh, what do you say? Kick it to a break? Let's catch a break. Do well, it. y'all come back now, you hear? Do you feel the buzz or is it just me? Trust me, something in the air just above me. Something like a dream state, you call it a clean break. Do you feel the buzz, baby? Do you feel the buzz? And welcome back to the Sports Buzz. Uh, we are in our show bed. It is the top of the fourth, so we've gone through one inning since we last talked. Uh, it's still 0-0, zero zero, so uh, look at that. Pitcher's <laughs> duel, baby. How is that even possible? I don't know, man. We talked forever. Okay, I don't I mean, even We know. talked for 30 minutes. The show's ridiculous. God. I don't even know how. You know, we're. I don't know. We're not. It's we're a not mystery. Even, the listeners don't know, but we're not watching the baseball game. We're watching the game cast because ESPN can't get their shit together. <laughs> but like, it, 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 this is if we were watching the baseball game, like that would be so boring. It's like it's. Is this normal? Like, how long does the inning normally last? Uh, not this long. I can tell you that much. They're shorter than this usually. Yeah, but uh, it's, it's a good way to get uh get your hot dogs in during a baseball game. You know sure. what? Maybe there was a streaker on the on the field. Maybe there was someone running from uh, left to right. Could well, be. Well, then then this four letter networks gamecast is going to need to step its game up. If, if be, that's what's happening, it'd be so awesome if there was a streaker. If they zoomed out to what it looks like when they get a hit, and you just see like a little man like run across the field, and you see the security guards trying to catch him, and then they eventually tackle him, take him to jail, and ruin his whole night. Yeah, we gotta we gotta add that in there. We gotta send him an email. I'll send him an email. Oh right. man, I would love to get on the field and streak at some point, but uh, I don't really want to go to jail. So hmm. I would do it though. Sounds like you're not committed to the definitely uh, the not streak. committed to going to jail. You gotta go to the cause. It's for the cause. Absolutely. I, I guess. Well, hey, uh, that was Hermitude, uh, and now we're gonna talk tell a little story about my adventures. Tell us a story across the pond. Tell uh, in English, Stories, if you don't mind. To a new segment called Stories from Coach. So, as you guys know, all right, that was a great segment. No, I've traveled all around the great southeast coast of Spain. Uh, I should have brought the map. I actually tracked it all out. It was pretty cool. And then I forgot about it. I hung it up somewhere. So. USA? Did you have your USA? Fit- <laughs> USA? Did you have your Fitbit on? See no, many, Hank. See how many uh, miles you actually walked? No, but I uh, I did a little calculations at work on my accounting calculator. Ooh. Uh, Is it bigger than normal calculators? It is bigger, and it has a tape, so it's pretty nice. But we toured some 16,000-plus kilometers around Spain. 
I don't know what that is in miles because I'm not good at conversions. 1995. <laughs> Pretty close, Hank. Uh, Thanks, Hank. But it was awesome. Uh, best story I can bring back for this. Uh, besides the engagement? Besides the engagement. He's already forgotten about Actually, the, his life. The, uh, the last day we were in Barcelona, uh, a family in our group, uh, they actually ran into Festus Azili. <laughs> Just out on the streets nice. in Barcelona. Took pictures with him and everything. It was pretty cool. Um, Who is that? He is a basketball player. He is a professional NBA. basketball player. Nice. Who has Re- a ring, if I'm not relevant mistaken. Relevant to our show. Oh, yeah. Sports guy. You played for the uh, Golden State Warriors. Oh, well, yeah. Then he probably has a couple of rings. Nope, just one. And I think he currently plays for Portland, I believe. I think what what a downgrade. But, um, yeah. And uh, first first uh, stop in Spain was Madrid. Um, the greatest football club in the world is actually housed in Madrid at the Santiago Bernabeu. I think you're talking about the Dallas Cowboys, actually. No, I'm not, because this is Real Madrid. Um, they are literally the best soccer club in the world. Uh, they have the trophies to back it up. They have the history to back it up. Um, and we took the opportunity to tour the stadium while we were there. Nice. Um, we went all the way up the spiral stairs to the top nosebleed sections, got to see the whole stadium and we were kind of bummed. We were kind of bummed cause we were like, is this, is this all we're doing? Like, this doesn't seem like worth what we paid for. And then, uh, we came down a couple sections and then the tour really began, um, got to walk through like a hall of history. Uh, on the left-hand side was all these touchscreen panels, uh, different teams, different bits throughout history, uh, just kind of the whole story being told over there. And then on your right is just case after case after case of trophies from the beginning of their history through whatever. I mean, there were just trophies on trophies on trophies. And then at the end of it is just this giant case of like their biggest trophies they've ever won. Uh, like multi hundred pound trophies. One of them, one of them was of a like a castle. Uh, another one was shaped like a like an old sailing ship, like one Christopher Columbus would have brought over here. Just like masts and nice. everything, like just just amazing like pieces of artwork, honestly. And then uh, we slowly got to go down, and they're just taking you through hallway of like hallway after hallway of technology history, current events, jerseys, trophies, more trophies. <clears throat> At one point, you get to see all uh, 13 of their UEFA European club trophies. Uh, they had a section there for their Real Madrid basketball team and some of the trophies they've won. Um, they had these little glass cases that had holograms playing on top of them that were the individual trophies in the case. And then it gave you like the holographic of what was won for that trophy and what year and everything. Um, it was just an absolute amazing experience. Uh, we got to like hold and take pictures with the UEFA champions league trophy that they just won. Um, there was a green screen where people were taking pictures with their favorite players. I mean, it was literally just this whole tour that was designed for the fan <clears throat> to be as involved as you could in the club. And you just keep going down the stadium until you get to the ground level. Then we go through the, the players like arrival process, like the training room, the locker room where they dress out everything. And then you get to walk the hallway that they take to take the field and come out the stairs to how they do it. I mean, it's, it was just absolutely incredible. Uh, not very far. It's just a little, just bit. A little bit onto the field, and then you got a little barricade to deal with. You could that would have been a perfect streaking opportunity. But uh, that's true. That's true. I could have got away with it too because they were doing a concert there that night or something. Oh, so great. They had, like half the field was kind of disappointing because it was set up as a stage. But uh, then you got to sit in the like on the benches, like the nice Audi chairs that they have, like the sweet Solid. bucket seats. I mean, it was Audi makes chairs. Oh, especially for football. Yeah. Whoa. They're pretty cool, man. I did not know that. Yeah, they're I like sat in one, but like individual like bucket yeah. seats for like a bench. Like it's just perfect. Um and then, you know, that's you you get to see like the VIP area too, and then of course the tour ends in their giant Adidas Real Madrid store in the in their stadium. So, 
Nice. Uh, we bought a few souvenirs. You guys get to enjoy some of that. Hells yeah. Um, Appreciate it. And it was. Dale doesn't get one. It, yeah, he's nah, he's not gonna get to pick his. That's for sure. Yep. Because no. I broke it. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, it was an absolute amazing experience. Just being a fan of sports in general. Um, you know, I've I've been in several stadiums myself. Um, but nothing to the experience that this was. It was an absolute insight into the day in the life of a Real Madrid player. So we saw some pictures of you where you were kind of like sitting at a press table, kind of like a press conference setting. Was this was this the same place? Same place. Yeah. Okay. Well, what was it like being on the other end? You know, now that we're you know uh, you know big journalists, uh, podcast guys here, uh, fielding questions. Uh, it, it felt comfortable. It felt right for me to be up there. You know, I feel like oh, I yeah. have the look of a, a real Euro trash footballer. I think so. I, I, th- I think I brought it back. You know, I got the silver and gold jewelry. There got you the, go. I got the mullet going now. I, th- I think everything's just right for it. Nice. Um, but man, they asked some dumbass questions though. Who asked questions? Nobody. Nobody. Nobody asked me questions. Well, I think that's what I was more upset with. Nobody wanted to ask me questions. They were, they were intimidated by you know, your, uh, your appearance. Yeah. I mean, you know, when you play the villain, you got you to gotta take the villain role. That's true. So, but it was cool. It was a good experience. Nice. Dude, it sounds fucking great. Dude, that sounds awesome. Um, <clears throat> I've never been to a football stadium before. I didn't know they had that. They just played in fields. On pitches, on pitches, dude. It's pretty intimate. Like it's they're not big stadiums and large. Um, I mean, even the biggest ones kind of sit on top of themselves. So I mean, I would compare it to like a basketball stadium, like an arena. Mm-hmm. But because the pitch is bigger, it feels like everybody is on top of it the same instead of in a basketball. Like if you get up in the nosebleeds, you can kind of feel left out of it at, at times. Um, it, it's definitely not like that. It's re- really, really intimate, and the closer you are, the more intimate it feels. Nice. Well, we're going to talk some soccer with Brenton in the amateur hour, so make sure to check that out. Uh, before we get into some baseball talk, let's uh, let's talk about a little golf. What do you guys say? Let's yeah, do it. let's go. Let's do it. And that was golf. That was golf. Uh, uh, was all golf. right, let's uh, move on. The more important of sports, uh, America's pastime. You know, it was just the 4th of July. So, apple pie and baseball. Let's do it. Let's um, get into it. Um, so, as of last time, you know, you guys sounded great while I was overseas, by the way. We had, uh, who was our guest? Tyler King. Tyler. Tyler the King. Tyler the King. The King. Uh, helped us out last week. Uh, we have an addition to the uh, 50 Win Club as of late. Uh, the old Seattle Mariners are now in there. Um, but the AL God, is... They haven't been good since Griffey, man. Hey man, they got King Felix. So you know, if there's one thing we learned from Tyler the King, having a king is a good thing to have on your side. Um, I mean, the AL is just killing it this year. Boston is now on top of the East. They're battling with the Yankees, uh, both on with some win streaks right now. Uh, playing really good baseball. I mean, New York. It's kind of expected with the the roster they filled on that salary. Um, but then you have teams like Houston and Seattle who are really grinding in the West. Um, it's going to be an interesting race when it comes time to decide who a wild card is going to be, um, and really see where we get to in the end of, end of the season for the AL. Um, but as far as the national league goes, yeah, Ballard, your Rangers are not doing well. Uh, we're not doing very well in the standings, but we're doing really good at trusting the process. This is a trust the process year uh, for Dallas teams. The Mavericks are trusting the process. The Rangers are trusting the process. I'm sure the Cowboys are going to trust the process too. It should be should be a great year for Dallas sports. I can't wait. I'm super excited about it. Is this uh is this the analogy you take into betting too? Just trust the process. Yeah. I trust the process. Is that why you bet on them last week? Every other week, a home dog. <laughs> you know, I don't put a home dog in front of me, man. It's just. Can't Even say when no. they're the worst in their division, hey, got to turn around sometimes. I mean, I they're so. they're eleven games below five hundred. It is it is time to start planning your fishing trip uh, in the fall. Yeah, uh, but the National League they have uh, lots of time to hit the gym. The Atlanta Braves forty nine wins currently. They are looking to break that seal into fifty. Um, they're riding a two game losing streak, which is not good, but. They are doing pretty well in the East. The Phillies kind of slowly catching them. But our favorite team to talk about, Ballad, I know you love you some Bryce Harper. I know you love them Washington Nationals. How do you feel about their struggles lately? They're on a five-game losing streak. Bryce Harper has had 
the worst possible decline from the season that he started. He's got no hair. He's got no beard. How are you feeling about this? I feel great about it. I've been very vocal. I'm not a Bryce Harper fan. I don't have any real reason. He's not a Harper fan. I'm not a real, and I don't have any real reason behind that. Someone tweeted out the other day. They're like, "Who's somebody that you hate and have no reason why?" And I didn't think about it at the time, but Bryce Harper is that guy to me. <laughs> and I love uh, hearing that they're not doing well. Uh, everyone knows I don't really care about baseball, so I haven't been tracking this, but uh, it brings me great joy knowing now that they're on a five-game losing streak. So, uh, I'm gonna start betting against the Nationals. That's uh, I'm gonna trust the process and <laughs> and just uh, fade Harper because it sounds like when he lost his fade that everything went south for him, which is good because that was the advice I gave him was that you should trim that nappy head that you have. So uh, go good get advice. him. Go get him, Harper. Sounds like <laughs> go you're get him. a real lucky charm there, Ballad. Uh, Chad, they had, they go below 500 after getting swept by the Red Sox, which. Yep. I was pleased to see this weekend. Of course. Um, they hold a players-only meeting. I think it's time to go to Speculation Station, fellas. Oh, yes. Ooh, What's going that. on in the players-only meeting? Oh Well, one, they probably get on to Bryce Harper for cutting his hair and his beard. <laughs> Let's be honest about that. I mean, that's just superstition at its finest. Do you think they contemplated gluing it back on? Or or maybe sewing it back on in some sort of weave fashion. No, absolutely. They had to. Or they could have decided, hey, guys, we're not washing our jock straps for the next month and see how it turns out. Just saying. Could be one or the other. Do they even wear jock straps? I mean, I'm assuming that they wear sliders with cups in them, right? I would assume most of them probably wear that now. Okay. Yeah. I mean, they used to just wear, like, the jock with the was, cup was pocket. That, was that, like, so 90s, like, jock straps back in the day? I mean, jock straps are one thing, but to have it with the cut pocket is like a whole nother thing. Oh, yeah. And like, that's oh, yeah. how it used to be for sure. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Um, See, that that's where they're getting it wrong. You got to. Don't forget you gotta, your cup, kids. Yeah. You got to trust don't get yourself. The cups. I was just going to say, you got to free ball. It. You got to be <laughs> trusting that it's not going to be the ball hitting your balls. It's going to be the ball hitting your bat. You know, I don't know how these guys or the are the ball batting. hitting the glove. Or the glove. There's the only two places the ball should ever hit. We, Shouldn't be ever anywhere near your balls. We had a kid in our high school that was couple like two or three years ahead of us that took a, a foul ball to the nutsack and uh lost one nut and had to have the other one surgically redropped so cotton balls don't forget your cup kids <laughs> um i don't even know how that's possible but it sounded like that guy was not very good at baseball clearly he should have gotten <laughs> definitely, definitely wasn't his fault uh but yeah players only meeting guys uh I bet they're gearing up to fire the manager here. Just, just it's a mutiny. Yeah, that or the hitting coach or the pitching coach. I mean, just clear a house at this point. Heck, you're, you're a couple games below five hundred. I think you have no shot. I think Bryce Harper is about to go full on Braveheart and just go on a streaking rampage in that Nationals uh, clubhouse. Well, I will say this: the the, to the, top. the last game that he played, where they actually went under five hundred, I think he was zero for five or zero for four okay. with like two or three strikeouts. So he has not seen the ball on Father's Day, mind you. What a, what a Father's Day present! <laughs> yeah, terrible. Not very good. Um, meanwhile, the Chicago Cubs are chasing the Milwaukee Brewers in the Central. Uh, they are riding a six-game winning streak, uh, best streak in baseball right now. See when you said. Our favorite team. I thought you were talking about the Brewers because we like because we like beer so much. Ooh, and they're from Milwaukee. And they're from well, I don't really care about that, but I, <laughs> I like the beer aspect of them. If I can't drink beer, at least I'll just root for it. Well, I will tell you this: my first ever. So St. Louis is not your favorite one. I, no. What What does St. Louis have to do with beer? It's the headquarters of Anheuser Busch. Yeah, well, that's shitty beer. You know, <laughs> I like good beer. You know, Austin, Texas is the headquarters of good beer. Strange Land Brewery. No Shouts. free plugs. No free plugs. Only, only paid though. plugs. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, my first ever baseball game was actually at the Milwaukee Brewers Stadium. Their their new stadium that they built at the time. This is definitely back in the 90s, right? Oh, they, they hit a home run? Did you get to watch the mascot slide down the slide? I did. I did. And they played the Astros. So it was pretty cool. I have that been to, a fun stadium. I have been to a baseball game at the Milwaukee Brewers Stadium. Solid. Uh, Joe Andrews, friend of the podcast. Uh, yep. His dad. Friend and guest. Friend and guest. Uh, he... Uh, was high up at Fridays at the time, and they've got a Fridays lounge, and we had like the best seats at the Fridays lounge, which were f- fine seats. Nice, uh, but it was good. Gold card didn't pay for a thing. Gold solid. Card. I mean, D 
do you ever pay for a thing as a kid? Like you just get to enjoy some shit. Well, I was like seventeen, so I was paying for some things at that time, but mm. most things not. I mean, were you tall enough to ride roller coasters yet? I was almost tall enough. <laughs> okay, <laughs> tippy toes. That's all I mean. Tippy toes. <laughs> just just raise the toes just a little I was bit. Very, I was very uh, persuasive back then, though, so I could I could get past ocean and those sort of things. Sure. And then, uh, I mean, the only team over fifty wins right now is the Brewers. Uh, so they are essentially controlling the national league. Uh, and of course our Arizona diamondbacks, the, uh, the old Goldschmidt's taking control of the West. So, uh, we are about a week and a half away from the all-star break boys, the 17th. So we'll have lots to talk about in a couple weeks on the podcast. You know what? I do not watch baseball. It's like the only thing I care about to talk about, about baseball on the podcast. Yeah. Besides what else? Yeah. I, I, I don't watch baseball. But I will watch the home run derby. I will tell you that. Sure. Yeah. I'm, you, I'm real big in the All Star Celebrity Softball. Oh yeah, I'll that, probably that watch that. That's a good one. I'll probably watch that. Hopefully they bring the hot blonde out to to pitch again. She's there's always a, there's always a hot blonde. She, dude, she was the pitcher for someone, and um, <laughs> back in the day, pretty smoking. All right. Well, that was baseball. She's my wife. Yeah. Hank, <laughs> hey, sorry. not yet, Hank. Relax. It'd be nice. Uh, but hey, that was baseball. So, uh, ballad. What do you say we get into some more first impressions? Yep, and for that, we've got some more baseball. There's Woo! nothing else to talk about, Howdy doody. unfortunately. So our first one, these games are all on Friday. Uh, we've got the Rangers and Bartol Colon pitching against the Detroit Tigers. In Detroit, we got Jordan Zimmerman on the mound. Coach, what's your first impression? Uh, first of all, his name is Bartolo Colon. Uh, what did I say? Bar- Bartolo? I'm pretty sure you said Barto. Barto. Check the tape. Check the tape on that. Barto. But he's my he's my teammate. I'll call him whatever I want. It's fine. That's true. I'm gonna go ahead and go with the old Detroit Tigers on this one. Okay, interesting choice. Uh I'm gonna take the Rangers here. Uh I'm not sure why, but it feels good. Let's go Rangers. Chad. They gotta turn around at some point, right? Gotta turn it around at some point. Now's a good time as any. So, uh, don't dangle a home dog in front of me. I'm going to go with the Tigers. All right. Uh, I'm pretty sure they are favored, but anyways. They probably should be. Uh, Chad, right back at you. The Yankees are going to take on the Blue Jays in Toronto. The Yankees got Sony Gray on the mound, and the Blue Jays, Sam Gullivino. That can't be right. Gaviglio. Gaviglio. Fun to say, hard to read. Chad, what's your first impression? <laughs> Give me the Yankees. Uh, I'm also going to take the Yankees here. Coach. Contrarian? Contrarian. Come on, man. Come on. Yeah, I'm <laughs> never going to pick the Yankees. So Fancy you a BJ? Let's go Toronto. There we go. That's what I like to hear. You know, I just came back from a foreign country, so let's go ahead and stay with foreign countries. Sure, why not? Nice. Uh, next, we have the Orioles and the Twins. This one takes place in Minnesota. Uh, we got Dylan Bundy on the mound for the Orioles. And for the Twins, we got Lance Lynn. Those are both easy to say. That's why I picked this game. Coach, first impression. Uh, he's got a man and a woman's name. So that means he's the whole package. Uh, I'm going Minnesota with this one. Okay. <laughs> I am going to take... I'm also going to go Minnesota on this one. I like uh, I like the home team here. Chad? Oh, I'll, I'll definitely take the home dog. Give me the Oils, baby. Games in oh, no, it's not the it's not it's, oh, no. it's not the home dog. It's the away guy. You're playing right. contra- you play contrarian for us? I'll play contrarian. I like it. Well you get the la- the first pick on the last game. This one is a late one at teeing off at nine fifteen central time in San Francisco. We got the Cardinals and the Giants. John Grant for the Cardinals. Gant. Okay. No R. <laughs> See if I, I would have read that right, but I have a weird angle. Yeah, okay, okay. I've got a yeah, weird that's angle that's here. Fair. It's okay. I'll give you that one. And Derek Rodriguez, which is the worst way I've ever seen anyone spell Derek. <laughs> like, if I wasn't as smart as a, a, a Derek, a Dericky, like, it just awful. Derek. Derek. Uh, Derek. Derek. Uh, coach, what is your first impression? Or no, Chad. What are you just going to give us to you? Who went? Who went? He said, I'll, give you the, I'll give you the first <laughs> yeah, on this one. And then he got Coach, the, the, the stupid Derek got me all mixed up here. The, uh, the, Chad, the, give the me Grant your, and the Direct. Give me your first impression. Yeah, so I think uh, Direct is going to get Direct. So give me the Cardinals. 
Yeah, after that whole finasco, I definitely can't put my money with uh, Mr. Rodriguez. Give me the, give me the away Cardinals here as well. You make up so many words. (laughs) These finasco, come on, man. Finasco's got to be a word. Fiasco. Finasco. Finasco. It's a fiasco. It's also fantastic. I don't know if you've you've read that or not, but uh, read a book. We're not all going to agree on this because I'm going to take the San Fran Giants at home. Nice. That was first impressions. Ooh, finasco on Urban Dictionary. It says, a financial fiasco or poor (laughs) business decision. Finasco. (laughs) It's a poor business decision to pick that team, right? I mean, trust the process all you want, but (laughs) that is messed up right there. Uh, guys, we are getting into our nightcap, which is sponsored by the beautiful, the delicious Strangeland Brew. Oh, beer for any occasion. Beer for every occasion. And all occasions. Guys, I found a doozy for us this week on July 4th. It's America's birthday. One of my favorite traditions is the hot dog eating contest. Joey Chestnut, the 10-time reigning champ, going for his 11th. Uh, guys, did you know that you could bet on this? Yes. I thought you could bet. Absolutely. I heard that there's going to be like a million dollars bet on this. At least. Uh, I haven't got the the total handle just yet, but uh, Chestnut, the heavy favorite on this one, uh, listed at minus 700 oh for those non betters out there. Means you have to lay 700 down to win 100. So, not great odds, but uh, <laughs> I slept in, missed this. So, Ooh, how dare you? I know. I had put this in the show guide, and thinking we'd be talking about it before it happened. And then when we That's skip, true. and then we skipped the show, I just you know just <laughs> gave totally, up on just it. Totally gave up on it. But uh, Chad, you said there's something interesting that happened. Yeah. So you're talking about knowing that you could bet on this, mm-hmm. and uh, I I did know that I was going to bet on it. I was going to bet the over of how many hot dogs Joey Chestnut would eat. There you go. Um, which a lot of people did. They bet the over under, and uh, whenever this contest finished up, he was tallied at 64 hot dogs. Well, come to find out, there was a record-keeping error on how many hot dogs he actually ate. So whenever they went back and reviewed it, he actually ate 74 hot dogs. And the over-under was set, I think, at like 70 or something like that. So all the people with the under thought they won right off the bat. And then after the clerical error, they all lost. <laughs> So it was funny watching uh, watching this unfold. The official count after the correction was 74 hot dogs in 10 minutes. Yep. Which is a brand new record. Another That's record. Insane. Reset conti- by himself. He continues to reset his own record. Just amazing. I wonder how many calories that is. Oh. Do you think that's on the keto diet? Do you think uh, <laughs> you think it's seventy four of them in ten minutes? I don't think it's on any diet. Well, to see, I think I could do that. I just I can't eat the bun. You know, I, if I would have to double up on hot dogs, I had to do two hot dogs holding you know, hot dogs. If you don't eat the bun, it doesn't count. Two hot dogs holding a hot dog. How many wieners can you eat in ten minutes? Uh, just put them on a string. Yeah, why not? Uh, I'm trying to find the. Second place. I don't know why it matters. The second place was at uh, 60, 60 hot dogs, something like that. 60 or 64, that something like that. That is embarrassing. What was the, I wonder what the, um, like the spread was. Like, what was the spread on Chestnut? Like, could you get him in like minus like 12, I guess? Like, is that? Minus 12 hot dogs? Yeah. Ooh. I don't know. I don't know. I think they just, because, yeah. I don't know. That's a good question. I don't know. But again. I like the over-under. Yeah, whenever all of this happened, though, uh, the second place... So, originally, it said that Joey Chestnut ate 64, and the next guy closest to him ate, like, 42. And then, with the clerical errors... He got 10 more. He got 10 more, but the other guy got 20-something more. So, he jumped from 42 to, like, 62 to 64. I've never seen him count this bad. Like, what's going on with the counting this time? So, they don't have, like, electrical counters or anything. They just go off of the plates, and... Those guys are grabbing from multiple different plates. So but they've they, always had like counters behind them. Yeah, but they can't really see in front of them. So they're they're flipping stuff over and a lot of times they'll eat like two hot dogs or two actual like dogs at once and then shove Waiters. all the bread in. Yeah. So they're always going different different things. So it's interesting. <clears throat> so the 
There's a bunch. I found some of the odds. You could bet the total number of hot dogs eaten by Joey Chestnut in the first minute. What do you think the over-under is on the first minute? Uh, I would say 12. 15. 12 and a half. Woo! 12 and a half. A little juice on the over. Um, there's You can't get a spread. It's all head-to-head and uh, over-unders, which I love. I think that's Oh, yeah. yeah. It's like horse racing. You could bet the field. So you could take Chestnut versus the field. Chestnut at minus 500. Field plus 325. That is a sucker's bet. Like you, you, who takes you, that? Who are you gonna bet against Joey Chestnut in a hot dog eating contest? <laughs> oh, that is fantastic. Um. Oh, will the contest be interrupted by PETA during during the contest? You guys, you guys saw this a couple of years ago. Oh yeah, whenever they threw like uh, paint they blood, or something. Yeah, yeah, blood or like animal blood or plants. Yeah. Uh, Heavy juice on the no at minus 2,000. Got to lay a lot on that Stepping one. Stepping the security Ooh. up. Yeah, you gotta, yeah, I think so. I was going to say, you just lay a dollar down. You're looking really good. I love it. Uh, well, yeah. We're getting wrapped up. We're about an hour. We definitely went over. But that's what we do on the sports bus. Oh, yeah. Uh, just like Joey Chestnut, a true American hero. He's looking mighty fit still. I'm amazed. But uh, for Chad... Mr. Ballad. Pleasure to this podcast. And of course, Domingo the Flamingo. Domingo. I'm Coach, and this has been another episode of Sports Buzz. We're out of here. I can't eat that crap. <laughs>